Fantastic. Well, we are in a series at the moment. Um, Pastor Ben last weekend started a new series um, called Walking in Peace in Troubled Times. And uh, if you weren't a part of our services last weekend, our morning and our night, our night service, and also this morning, you really have to go back and watch that um, or listen to it on our podcast because Pastor Ben has been sharing amazing messages around what is such an important topic at the moment about how we walk in peace even in troubled times. You know, Pastor Ben was sharing with us, we will have trouble. The Bible tells us that. Um, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You know, Jesus tells us we will have trouble. We will have um, suffering in our life. And um, sometimes we might think that, you know, if we do the right things, if we can do everything we can to avoid it. But the truth is we will face it at one time or another. And so Pastor Ben's been sharing with us, what are we, how, what does the Bible say about how we can walk in peace in troubled times. And uh, the, tonight we are going to continue that series um, with a bit of a different format. So we have five amazing speakers tonight who are going to just share a thought, are going to share a scripture around what um, what comes to mind for them as they hear about this sermon series, about what it is to walk in peace in times of trouble and in, in times of suffering. You know, Pastor Ben has shared that um, there are so many different types of suffering that we can in, endure in our lifetime for all different kinds of causes come at us that, that bring about suffering in our life, 45 different types of suffering. And so it's a very... Um, prevalent topic for us as as we will all encounter suffering at one time or the other and I'm sure as you're listening to this you'll remember times in your life where you've definitely gone through what maybe you would call a trab a troubling road a difficult road and so tonight we are going to share about how we can walk this path in peace you know when we have heartache when we have challenges when we have opposition all kinds of different things will come at us at different times but how we can do how can we walk that journey but still maintain the peace of God that is promised to us and so we are each going to share um, some of our staff are going to share with that tonight we have Peter who's going to share after I share a, a, a short scripture with you um, Emily's going to come and share Danielle our amazing lead pastor Danielle Tiffy is going to come and share and also Pastor Sam is going to come and share as well. Um, so you are going to have so many different little pops of wisdom come at you over the next 30 minutes. And so I hope you're ready. I hope you've got something to write something down with. And, um, you know, we just want to share with you. There's so many different things. The Bible has so much to say about how we can um, lean into God and walk difficult journeys with him. And he will give us peace. And the verse that I want to share with you tonight uh, is John chapter 15, verse 27. And it's found in the scripture where Jesus is talking to the, the disciples not long before he was arrested and they were sort of separated from their journey together. So in John chapter 14, verse 27, it says this in the NIV version. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, and I love how the Passion Translation 
um, reads this for us. So I'm going to put that one up for you as well. It says, I leave the gift of peace with you. This is Jesus talking. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. You know, I think of this scripture because, um, you know, I think up until I had a revelation around this scripture, I often thought peace was something that was um, far off, something difficult to find and not something that was readily available. And um, last year, Pastor Ben shared with us, this is a shout out to the Next Level program because it's part of our staff meeting last year. Pastor Ben shared just an off, just a thought. He's like, you know, the Bible says that Jesus' peace is with us. So we already have it. I already have it right now. And for some reason at that moment, just the revelation hit and I was like, wow, actually the peace is never far off, but it's with me right now. And I remember thinking about how that, how I can remember that and how I can think about that more often, because I think sometimes we know that we have the Holy Spirit is with us. We are journeying with him. And yet sometimes we forget what that actually means for us in our life. And, uh, you know, Last year when we were allowed to go hiking, which I really miss and can't wait till we can go back out again. But last year we were hiking and we hit a ridgeline and um, we'd been walking for several hours and we hit the ridgeline and it actually got really cold and uh, it was really windy and I was walking and I was like, oh, it's so cold. And then all of a sudden I remembered, hey, in my backpack, I have a jumper. Um, I could just put that on and it would make life so much better and I'd be warmer. Um, but so what had happened was I'd been focusing on my where I was going. I was focusing on the wind and I was, how cold I was. I was thinking about how much further I had to go that I'd completely forgotten what was in my backpack, which was an amazing jumper that was going to help me um, in the situation that I was in. And uh, I was just thinking, you know, sometimes for me, the peace of God is a lot like that. I know the Bible tells me, Jesus said to me, he promises, it's a gift. His peace is a gift to me. He says, I, my peace I give you. And so I have it. It's just that sometimes I think I forget that it's in my backpack. I forget that it's available to me. And so the first point that we're sharing with you tonight uh, is just a really practical, simple one. It's like, remember what's in your backpack. Remember what is available to you because Jesus promises us that he has given us a gift. He's given us the gift of peace and it's not far off, but it's with you as you carry the Holy Spirit. His peace is with you. You just have to remember and you can put it on. And I know the team are going to share with you more points about how we can actually put on that peace. And right now, Peter McCallan is going to come and share a word with us. Thank you, Mez. That was awesome little nugget. Um, so throughout my life, uh, when I've gone through times of difficulty, anxiety, worry, I've learned to turn to the Word of God as a source of encouragement and peace. And so tonight, I just want to read uh, with you from Philippians 4, verses 7 and 8. And it says, In the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
when we are experiencing difficult times in our life, when we feel anxious or overwhelmed or like it's just getting too much, uh, it can be incredibly hard to focus our thinking on anything other than what we're going through in the moment. At the moment, we are constantly being given information that can cause anxiety, it can cause stress, and it can cause worry. And it can be difficult to find something good in the midst of all that, something that is pure and something that is lovely. But the good thing is, is that the word of God is good. It's true, it's noble, it's right, it's pure, it's lovely and it's admirable. The word of God is excellent and it's praiseworthy. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, and it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit and bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thought and motives of our heart. I used to struggle with anxiety, and it led to some pretty severe um, anxiety attacks. And over that time, I had to learn to find my peace. And I did that through the Word of God. I did that through speaking it over myself, speaking the truth of what the Bible says about me and my situation. I wrote down scriptures and I put them up on my, my wall in my room. I put them on my mirror, just anywhere that I, I would regularly see them. And I'll be reminded to focus on those words and the Word of God. And you know, what eventually happened is it became an automatic response that when I began to feel anxious or worried, that the first thought I had was the Word of God. When I got overwhelmed and when I start to feel anxious even now or worried, I remind myself what the Bible says, like in Psalm 121 verse 3, where it says that God is my keeper and will never leave me. Or in Luke 18 verse 27, where it says that that, that which is impossible through man is made possible through God. Or in Romans 8 verse 28, where it says that all things work together for good. So just before I pass you over to Emily, as she shares another word, I just want to leave you with this point, and that the word of God is good. It is the truth, and it is excellent. So allow yourself to focus on it. Find those verses that give you peace, that calm you, and focus on that rather than focusing on what's around you. Pass over to Emily. Well, hey, church. Um, I'm so excited. This is my first live stream. Um, all right, let's jump straight into it. Um, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, and it says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I really love these words, not just because they're something nice to say or think or feel, but more so because these words have really changed and transformed me in my life. Um, and, you know, something 
that I have continued to journey with throughout my life is a sense of restlessness. You know, restlessness pretty much meaning um, to have some form of uh, constant activity, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, it can look like your mind racing constantly with different bits of information to the point that you can't focus, you can't sleep, and that you become overwhelmed um, with things taking up space in your mind. You know, it can also look like anxiety, you know, taking over your day, um, you know, losing physical control of your body um, with um, panic attacks and breathlessness, those sorts of things. It can also push you, like Peter said, to fixate on things like fear and uncertainty um, and eventually nothing else. You just fixate on that one thing. And ultimately, restlessness, it steals our peace. And so for me, these verses have really taught me something um, in overcoming my restlessness. You know, looking back in verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are burdened and weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, here Jesus is firstly saying, come to me. You know, I want to ask you, do you have a relationship with Jesus where you can go to him? And more importantly, do you go to him? You know, for me, for a long time, I would say, yes, I am so tired with Jesus. I can go to him about anything, yet I wouldn't. Um, and you may ask why, because I assumed that God already knew my issues. God already knew my troubles. And why should I bother wasting time in repeating them to him when he already knows all the things? He is all knowing and amazing. So why bother when he's already won the battle per se? But um, it's more so, yes, God knows, but sometimes I don't know. And sometimes I can lie to myself or convince myself that everything is in order to keep the peace, to push down the conflicts um, that need resolution. But we know by doing that, by suppressing those feelings, they can pop up in different places and create more of a mess. You know, I learned that through unpacking, through being uncomfortable before God, um, being able to bring um, all my things before Him. He is able to comfort, to heal and to bring resolution and propel me forward. You know, continuing in 28, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, where are you seeking your rest? True rest is not something we can create. Yes, we can put on some piano music, read a book, um, run a bath, light a candle. These all are all things that are amazing, but they only bring immediate relief or relaxation. But real rest is only found in the presence of Jesus. And in order to get in his presence, we need to go to him. In John 14, verses 27, it says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, once again, Jesus is saying, this is something I give you. Like Mez says, this is a gift. My peace is something I give you. My, your, my rest is something I give you. It is not something that you can find anywhere else except in his presence when you go to him. And lastly, in, verses, in Matthew verses um, 29 to 30, it says, 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, this point I could talk about forever, but I won't. Um, Just quickly, when he's talking about yoke here, when Jesus is saying, you know, um, take on my yoke, a yoke is simply um, one of those harnesses that rests on an ox's shoulder um, so that they can haul heavy loads um, when they're ploughing on the farms or different farming purposes. And often these yokes would be um, made for pairs so two ox could go and propel forward and carry the weight together. Normally, an older ox would then accompany a younger one to show them how it's done, to teach the younger one how the work goes. And most of the time, that older ox would take on a lot of that weight or or pretty much all that weight. And for me, I just think what a beautiful picture this paints, that Jesus paints here. He says, you know, that we are, where does it say, blah, blah, blah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You know, Jesus is the older ox in this image and we are the younger ox. We are coming alongside and partnering in relationship with Jesus um, who says his yoke is easy and burden is light. You know, Jesus is calling us to action amongst the burdens, to move forward through the restlessness, the fear, the anxiety. Who knows there is a lot of work to be done in our world. There is a message of hope that needs to be shared. And Jesus is not telling us in this verse to stop and to rest and to chill out and and hang out just with him, but to move forward in action and partnership with him, living a life of rest in action. I wrote here, Um, A relationship with God changes meaninglessness, wearisome toil into spiritual productivity and purpose in peaceful partnership and rest with him. In conclusion, let's go to him. Let's find rest in him that um, cannot be found anywhere else and learn to partner with him as he teaches us to live a life of rest with him. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. I am now going to welcome up Dan to share with us. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Emily. Good evening, church. I'm going to continue on our theme. How do I practically walk in peace in troubled times, in stressed, uncertain times? I think you can all agree that we are living in troubled times, stressful, challenging and uncertain times with the, with the impact of COVID-19 all around the world. Before this, there were the bushfires and drought ravaging our beautiful country of Australia. Yesterday, we live-streamed, right from here, a very moving Anzac Day tribute, remembering and paying our respects to our history and to the lives that were lost and the sacrifices made so that we can live in freedom today. Our nation's history is full of these heightened, intense times of trouble. And sadly, our futures will not be absent of trouble while we live here on Earth. This is the reality of life. We will have bills, we will have health challenges, pressures and pain will come from different directions 
and if not to you, to those that you love and that you care for, and that will affect you. So the question is, how do I walk in peace in troubled times, in stressed, uncertain times? The thought I want to share with you tonight is, we can be living in it, we can be surrounded by it, but the good news is, we don't have to have it living in us. I'll repeat that. We can be living in stress and uncertainty. We can be surrounded all around by stresses and troubles. But the good news is we don't have to have it living in us. There is hope, my friends, because we have a gift. As Mez and M also referenced, John 14, 27 says, I was, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. We can be living in it, among it and surrounded by it, but we don't have to have it living in us. Pastor Ben has been teaching that peace is possible, my friend, and all true peace is his gift. The world cannot give this peace. I've recently had a birthday, just like many of you have had. And just as I was given gifts, I just had to receive it, to say thank you to the giver. I didn't have to say, how much do I owe you? What do I have to do to pay you back? It was a gift. We say thank you and we receive it. And that's what this peace is, it is a gift to us. Jesus said this to his disciples. He was comforting them as he knew his time was drawing to an end. He was leaving them a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the same gift is given to us. Once you receive a gift, you unwrap it, and you explore it and you enjoy it. Pastor Ben said last week, that peace is possible if you are in him, if you are planted in him, which means you are not away from him, you are not out of him. Peace is possible. We can join him, we can overcome with him and that gives us hope. I want to just share a few practical things about walking in peace. When we are not in, at peace, we can be anxious, worried, we're uptight, we lose our joy, lack joy. And throughout my life, there are certainly times when this has been obvious. In our first years of marriage, they were very challenging. At other times, there's been big bills. There has been bad health reports for myself and for Ben, which also means a big bill. So as I've grown as a Christian... I have learnt some things that have helped. Let's face it, we are never going to be 100% perfect at not being anxious or worried. We are human, but what we can do is learn to recognise in our body, in our mind, in our spirit, when these things are getting the better of us. When they're taking our focus and we're getting fixated on a problem, rather than lifting our heads, lifting our eyes and focusing on Jesus, our Saviour, which of those things have been robbing us of peace. For me, 
practical things I love to do and they're all they, these couple of things are spiritual disciplines. I love to worship because it takes my mind off my worries and fixes my mind on Jesus. When I sing the words, let faith arise up in me, I'm speaking those words to myself and I'm declaring them over myself. Prayer. Um, Pastor Ben shared an amazing word this morning. If you missed it, go back and watch that. It was a very powerful teaching on prayer. And also in recent years, I've really been working hard and cultivating this friendship, this intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Often the words, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I need your presence. Those words are just a whisper away. He hears. And of course, the word of God, which Peter spoke about. But the more I engage in these um, and activate these practices in the good times and the easy times, the more natural it becomes in the harder, in the difficult times. And also some really practical things that I have learnt that help me when I've lost my peace. Firstly, to breathe, to take a moment and to focus on my breathing. And I can thank Pastor Ben for that. He has taught me that over the years. And also to draw away from others when needed and just rest. Get some sleep, some good sleep. It's so important. It's so practical. And it seems the older that I get, if I have sugar at night, I don't sleep well. And when I don't sleep well, it's not always a good day the next day. So recognising that in myself has been really important. Sometimes it means I have to change my environment, even if it means just going outside just for 10 minutes, just to have a different environment or a different, at the moment, move into a different room in the house. My self-talk is important. I remind myself of his faithfulness and his goodness to me. I'm learning this one at the moment is to choose joy. My motto for several things in life is you either laugh or you cry. Find some things to laugh at and see the funny side. I can be super serious, but I can also be really silly. And who doesn't love a good laugh? It's disarming. It shifts the atmosphere. Also, social media. I'm learning to limit my time and just change the way I use that. This COVID-19, it's made me reflect and get back to basics with what's really important and look at my motivations for doing, doing different things. So how do I walk in peace in troubled times? A key word here is walk. Don't get stuck in what you have going on. Keep moving, even if it's just baby, small steps. And if you don't know how, if you are going through something and you feel stuck, you don't know what to do or how you're going to get out of this, we can help you, that we can refer you, we can connect you. So please let us know because it's so important for you to move forward. And also lastly, be kind to yourself. And this is super, super practical. And if you um, live in a household 
out there, which I'm sure you do, and if you have children, which many of you may, I've been a mum for almost 17 years now, and dishes at night or early morning, when the house is quiet and the activity of the day has stopped, at my kitchen sink, I take a few moments to think about my day, to check in with myself with the help of the Holy Spirit and ask, how did I respond during the day? Could I have done things better? And I pray about things. Coupled with the water over the dishes, I actually find it really therapeutic. Plus, our sink looks out onto the pool, so water is my happy place. And so it's in those moments that I can ask myself, where do I have peace? Where is my peace? Where did I lose it today? And I can invite that presence and the peace of the Holy Spirit to come and to comfort. Friends, the gift of peace is possible. God loves you. He cares so much for you. Is he your source tonight? Will you trust him? Will you put your confidence in him? Put your, will you put your hope in him? And will you give him your future? It is not too late. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Let's welcome Pastor Sam. Good evening. Thanks, Dan. Uh, awesome. Welcome uh, to our Sunday night live stream. Uh, we're going to continue. Um, and uh, there's a famous poem called Footprints. I wonder if you have it. If you do, sound off in the uh, chat. But it's a famous poem called Footprints. Many of us have it uh, framed in our rooms. And it talks of uh, a person who is standing with Jesus and talking about how uh, as they look back on their life, the footprints in the sand, they can see two pairs of footprints. Um, and then during particularly troubling times in life, uh, they only see one set of footprints. And the person's talking to Jesus and saying, why were you gone at my most vulnerable moments? And uh, Jesus says, actually, in fact, that was me carrying you. Uh, and I, I think uh, as I reflect in scripture, I see... Um, no one better than this example of somebody who had a just horribly horrific uh, time, uh, troubling times, and that was Samson. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Judges chapter 16, uh, verses 19 to 22 in just a second, but Samson is a character or a person from Scripture that many of us know, um, regardless of uh, how you grew up in church, whether you've been a Christian forever, or if you're even not a Christian and you're joining us uh, tonight. Samson and Delilah is a famous story which has invaded pop culture. And, uh, and the famous aspect of Samson and Delilah is Samson's strength. Samson was a man of strength, and I promise you I didn't shave my head to uh, resemble that tonight. Um, but uh, we're going to read from Judges 16. Verses 19 to 22, Samson here has just had his hair cut and the Philistine people are coming uh, to get him. And uh, here verse 19 says this, it says, after putting him to sleep on her lap, this is Delilah, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. 
Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to the grinding grain in the prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Now, Samson's a, a, a person from Scripture, uh, a person that we can relate to in a way. I, I, don't, I don't have my eyes gouged out, but uh, Samson was going through troubles. And in life, we go through troubles. That's what we're talking about, finding peace in Jesus as we encounter troubles in life. But Samson's found in a most troublesome situation in life. His eyes have been gouged out. He's imprisoned, uh, and he's without his strength. And we've been saying over the past couple of weeks a phrase, it's very important that you hear me when I say this, the presence of trouble in life does not equal the absence of God. When you have trouble in life, that does not mean that God is absent. You cannot justify that theologically. The presence of trouble in life does not mean the absence of God. But I do want to give you this thought tonight, and it may be challenging for some of us. The absence of me cultivating a relationship with God can equal the absence of true peace when there's troubles in life. When we don't cultivate a relationship with God, there can be an, a lack or an absence of true peace in our troubles. Samson's strength in this story equals his relationship with God. We see as the, the, the scriptures written that the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved off. And this is really important because in the scripture as we read, we see that Delilah's had the seven braids cut from his hair and it says his strength left immediately in verse 19. And then the next verse over, as he stood up ready to get the Philistines and, and beat them up and get them out of his house like he had already done so on a number of occasions, he did not know that the Lord had left him. The, the, the scripture said the Lord had left him. And this does not mean that the Lord was absent in Samson's life, but it means that Samson's strength came from the Lord. And as Samson, uh, out of his lust, walked away from God, as Samson uh, chose to neglect his relationship, chose not to cultivate his relationship with God, instead, the world got to him, the troubles got to him, and he gave up his relationship with God. He gave up his strength. He divulged the secret, which was his hair. And truthfully, God can use anything. The hair wasn't really what gave him his strength, but it was God giving him his strength. As the hair on his head was cut, his eyes are gouged out, he's thrown in prison. And then the scripture leaves us this last little nugget that says, and as the hair on his head began to grow again and again, after it had been shaved. And I want to say this, as Samson's hair on his head began to grow after it had been shaved off, so too can Samson's relationship with God be restored. And in fact, if you know the story, you know that Samson's pulled into the temple of, of the false god, the Philistine false god. He's drawn into the temple and he's shackled in between two pillars and Samson is there as entertainment. He's being mocked. They're offering offerings to their false god. And he's there in one last moment as his hair is still growing back, as his relationship with God is being restored, as he's repenting for what he's done. He looks up to God and he says, please, Yahweh, please restore me my strength one more time 
so that I can do this one thing and honor you by pulling down these pillars in this temple. And of course, we know that uh, Samson meets his demise along with thousands of Philistines in this false temple. But I want to leave you with this thought that the absence of me and you cultivating our relationship with God means that we will find an absence of true peace when troubles come our way. The only way we can find peace is by cultivating a relationship with God. As Med shared, peace is a gift. As Peter shared, peace is found in the word of God, in his scriptures, in meditating on his scriptures. Emily shared that we should seek to find rest in Jesus. And Danielle shared, we can be living in troubles, but we don't have to have troubles living in us. So I want to encourage you, church, tonight, that we want to be a people that cultivate our relationship with Jesus. There's going to be troubles in life. We know that troubles are promised to us, but Jesus has overcome this world. And as we cultivate our relationship with Jesus, we can find true peace. Remember that God is not absent when we have troubles. Think back to the footprints poem that, again, many of us might have up on a frame in our homes or whatever. But on that poem, the person there is talking to Jesus and says, why were you gone in my most vulnerable moments? And Jesus says, actually, in fact, I was the one who carried you. That single set of footprints was me carrying you. And when we cultivate a relationship with Jesus, we will find true peace. I want to close this in prayer. Would you bow your heads as we pray tonight? As we reflect on these challenging, practical elements and how we can seek to find peace when there's trouble in our world. Father, we thank you so much that you are a God who promises to never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, tonight, each one of us ask you to bestow upon us peace in these troubling times. Father, with everything going on and in our personal worlds, Lord, you know it all. We just ask, Lord, that you'd help challenge our hearts, that we would seek to dive deeper in our spiritual disciplines as we seek to connect with you further in Jesus' name, Lord. God, we ask that you help us as we cultivate our relationship with you, as we cultivate our relationship with others in this community, this body of Christ. We just ask that you continue to grow us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we can never be too far from you. And just like Samson's father walked away from you and his hair regrowing just symbolizes to us that we can never go too far from you. We can never be cut off from you, but actually we can grow back and restore ourselves to you. But you will never leave us. You will never be absent from our circumstances. You will never be absent from our troubles. You will never be absent from us, Lord. So help us to never be absent from you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.